0: So we're going to be in Ephesians 1 today, and we're going to do an intentional eyes of the heart enlightening posture of the heart, uh, and i want to, to teach you what God taught me some 10 plus years ago that have helped me immensely. It's, The way in which you can enter into the scripture to experience the truth and the freedom and the liberty and the life. It's it's not through the head or the intellect, it's through the heart and through the imagination of, of the heart's ability to imagine and see. And so what we're going to read is the best description in some ways you will see of what God accomplished in his son Jesus and everything that we now enjoy in life is in Christ and everything that God did was to Christ and everything that we get to participate is with Christ. So we don't have to do any of it that Jesus already did but we are the receivers of it and we accept what was written as truth, that's believing. Believing is accepting the revelation of the the scripture without having to produce it, perform it, prove it or even promote it. It's just the receiving of the accepted revelation that God is stating. He says, this is the testimony that God has given of His Son. He who has the Son has life. So it's the receiving of the testimony. And it's it's, it's in Christ, every word of God has been fulfilled. Even the ones that we haven't yet seen unfold in real time, but they've all been fulfilled. The Word became flesh, dwelt among us, we beheld His glory and His grace. And He is the fulfillment when He was offered by God as an offering. He presented Himself to God, the scroll that was written, Behold, I've come to do your will. I delight to do your will. And so in all perfect submission inside the Word, when we started reading the Gospels so much, this year, i I was marv- I, I was amazed at how Jesus could walk in such, such authority and such power. Knowing what he was facing, and I said, "Lord, how did you do this?" And not really expecting an answer. <laughs> Immediately, a lot of times you ask a question; it comes, the answer comes later. But the Lord spoke upon my words; He spoke over me, and He said, "I submitted." to the word of god ever since i heard that i have been purposely submitting myself to the word of god accepting it as verbatim truth and endeavoring to experience it even if it's but in honor and delight in beholding and what's happening in this year this year is like on exponential it starts to come alive. It's like coming alive where I'm, I'm being impacted. I, 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 re, I, I was telling Cammie the other day, I, I read the scripture, and that's my prayer now, out loud to the Lord. I declare the scripture, and I pray, and it's my prayer. It's like it's almost emerging together. The scripture and prayer, and my petitions, the needs, those are just diminishing because of the provision. And the wonder of what has been given to us in the Son. The Son submitted himself to the Father. Sinless because he was in all continued obedience. Because he was in the Word. Because he listened to the Father. And he followed the Word of the Father. And he was just immersed. So it came time now for Scripture to be fulfilled. Which was for he to be offered up as a sin offering. And so in submission to the Father, he then becomes sin. He becomes the curse. He, 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 be, he is judged for all sin of all time. And he is um, condemned. Jesus submits to the father's doing this. And upon this completion, when the father in his judge could say, sin has now been resolved. It has been, it has been completely paid for. The judgment has executed. The condemnation is ended. The curse is exhausted. And the sin is removed. We've dealt with it. Upon this innocent man, I placed all of this until it was finally completely exhausted. He's on the cross. Now, you have to realize that what we see in the movies is the physical death of Jesus, which was awful by any means, but it was nothing compared to the spiritual death he was experiencing he died deaths he was as adam died in the garden when he immediately upon eating the tree his eyes were opened his glory left his spirit disconnected from the life sources and he became aware of his nakedness and he went ahead and his fear filled him shame filled him because because he he died spiritually and so Jesus had died spiritually in those three hours of darkness that we do not see what happened because the father was executing his wrath upon his son. But in that moment, and we'll, Lord willing, we'll do this. We'll go to Ephesians 2 next week. In that moment, the Lord declares in Psalm 2, he says, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. And the last Adam, who Jesus was, of life, he was a living soul, like first Adam was, now became a life-giving spirit, and it came alive in the spirit, the life-giving spirit, and then he says, my father, my father, into your hands I, I commit my spirit, and so the three days, exhausted, completed, death was impossible to hold him, he's raised from the dead by the father, then 40 days later, he's ascended into heaven by the father, And then um, within that 10 days before Pentecost, he's told by the Father, sit here at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. The Jesus that we worship and rejoice in has received for us resurrection, salvation, healing, deliverance, joy, peace, peace. That's why when we come into communion with Jesus, we have everything we need that we're, longing, that we're feeling the disconnect or not ability to produce. In Jesus is our healing. In Jesus is our salvation. In Jesus is our deliverance. In Jesus is the kingdom because he is the king of righteousness, peace, and joy, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus was perfect in submission. That's what we're learning to be is perfect in submission to the To the living Word of God, to the Spirit of God, and then in the love of God to one another it 's just not it 's just fun it 's totally overthrowing the kingdom of this of darkness it's built on pride and dominance and control and competition and fear we're a people being brought into this this place of resurrection life, a life giving spirit he 's called it's the last Adam first Corinthians fifteen so um What happens for me in the scripture now? See, think about this. Jesus is sitting. He's still submitting. He's sitting. You see, you win the world in submission to the Lord in the situation rather than trying to change the circumstance to to fit the way you feel it must change for you to go forward. The Lord put it to me this way. He says, I'm not so interested in getting you out of your conflict. I'm getting, I'm more interested in getting what's conflicting in you out. Because if I can get what's conflicting in you out, then you won't be in conflict. (laughs) You will be at peace. You will be in joy. You'll walk as I walked in the earth. If they want to stone you, you can walk through the group. If they want to make you a king, you can retreat up into the mountain and spend the night in prayer. You just know how to to walk because you're in submission to my words. That's what he was learning to live under the words. So in submitting to the scripture, it's not trying to do it. I spent most of my life trying to do the Bible. And in some ways, I thought I was doing a pretty good job. But I was obnoxiously holy to kind of make you, you know, and silly to think it was even applicable. But I had a strong will and a strong intellect. And so I would read and see in scriptures its patterns, and I would understand what God was pointing out. And when it was an either-or choice, I always chose what God wanted. But I didn't get to the issues of my heart in some cases, and my flesh was doing the work. Outwardly, I was living it. Inwardly, I was dying and then the Lord began that all all anew 20 some plus years ago and changed everything. And i I'm just like this this Bible. So so if I can read us through Ephesians one, we'll start at verse one. I'm just gonna put there. And if if the Lord wills, Ephesians 1, 2, 3 are the most fabulous. Complete descriptive of God's in, per, eternal purposes that He's accomplishing, has accomplished in the Son, now accomplishing through the Church. And this, and I'd love to go through the the next three, these next two weeks after this week to those three chapters, if the Lord wills. Um, but I'm telling you, beloved, what God is show, showing me is you can go, you you begin to affect the world in far greater capacity when when a, when someone is in in submission in trust in joy in peace you know it says Jesus he didn't even raise his voice in the streets he wasn't trying to do anything to be heard but everybody wanted to hear him he'd take if somebody was a a smoldering flack, a little, like a, a light that's about to go out, he wouldn't extinguish it. And if they were a bruised reed bent, he wouldn't throw it away. He would just keep coming. And in a whole, the kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy in the meekness. He says, "I'm meek and lowly of heart." Jesus is the most humble man today, the resurrected, glorified son of man, the son of God, seated at the right hand of majesty, is be still the most forever humble man. Humility is God's character. It's not something we put on to try to gain access to something we hope for by being humble enough. It's just who he is. And he said, I'm meek and lowly of heart. You'll find rest for your soul. My soul, it's will slow down and return it to the rest. And it's so—it's just so beautiful. So let me read this. I'll read it. We'll do this in two parts. And after we read the first part, we'll then, we'll just kind of take a pause. And I'd like to encourage you, just listen as I read. And maybe we'll just read it together from verse 1 through 14. And then, then I want to just show you how i read this or pause and and allow it to begin to uh, illuminate the imagination of our heart see and we we're getting uh, after this prayer this statement this uh, of of the of what god has purposed in his son from before the foundation of the world now accomplished for us in him is then followed by a prayer that begins in verse 15 all the way to verse 23 it's, it's like the way scripture works. It's, it's truth, and it's life, and it's light, and it's living. And it has the capacity to move in so many means that are beyond our intellect or our will or our emotions. And when we begin to rely, allow it to be read and heard by the heart, then the heart begins to say, I, I'm getting it, I'm getting it. And your mind saying, what are you getting? And you say, well, you wouldn't get it if I told you. So just let me keep getting it. And you learn to listen with your heart. You learn to read with your heart. You learn to see with your heart. You start, and, and it's, it's movement. And the, the things that I discover more is the scriptures I've read the most. I'm always discovering new things I've never read before. It's because I, I, I read them before, but I never read them that time. Today was a new day forever. So let's stand and read verses 1 through 11 just together, just just. But not to yourself and not to your intellect, but just read it, read it to God. And let the, let, let, the, let the author of the scriptures, which is the Holy Spirit, he moved upon holy men, and they wrote as they were moved by the Spirit, let him kind of read along with us together. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus, and faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, by which He made us accepted in the Beloved. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace, which He made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure, which He purposed in Himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, in Him. In Him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things according to the counsel of His will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of His glory. Amen. You may be seated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is not news to many of us, but for some you might. This is all, the references are in Christ, in Him. In whom? In Him. To take a word that's we're too familiar with, in, as we read scripture, you can, change it and use the word inside. Inside Christ. Inside him. And that's what we're going to step intentionally into is inside Christ. Everything that you're longing for is inside Christ. And because Christ is in us, everything that God ultimately works for us is according to the power that's working within us. So a lot of times we're searching for answers outside when they're inside. The kingdom of God is inside. So beginning in verse 3 again. uh, Verse 2, let me see it. Verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is all about the Father and what he accomplished in the Son for us. So you'll hear the the direction of the prayer or of the declaration is to the Father and what he's accomplished for us in the Son. And we step into the Son and those, every word you're reading is yours today. You don't have to go to college to get it. You don't even have to pray. We do have to pray to learn to believe it because it's too big. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every did he say every, yes. every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ? Now here's, I pause and I go, well, what are the spiritual blessings? How many are there? What could I imagine them to be? What do I know them to be? What has been said in the scripture about what they are? And you can allow your, 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 your heart, of course, it's righteousness, it's peace, It's joy in the Holy Spirit. It's what Jesus, Yeshua, means salvation, healing, and deliverance. It's the Holy Spirit and his promise and his activeness in our life. But this is in Christ. We begin. In Christ, See this when I wake up, I'm not trying to get that to happen. I'm coming to re- accept it as truth that has already been now given to me as I step inside. Next week, you'll see this even more. It's just, it gets even, it, it, but he has to first establish what it is that we've been given and who has given it to us. That's our Father in Christ. And so, all the spiritual blessings... So just if you just like kind of hold your hands up for a moment, just say, I receive all every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I receive every spiritual blessing. Every, every spiritual. Let your heart pull and not your head. Don't dispute it. Just receive it. It's a beginning. It's just a posture. It's a posture of the heart. How did Jesus grow so strong? He was submitted to God's word. Then he goes on. And this is, this is, this is um, it builds upon it. It's layering. It's a truth upon truth upon truth. The first truth opens the door to the next truth. Just as he chose us. Papa chose us. You were chosen. You're not unchosen. You were chosen. Chose us in him. In who? In Christ. In him. He chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. Now, I'm going to tell you, this is going to rot. this will destroy every sense of fatherlessness, abandonment, loss of identity, destruction, because we were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world, before there was a, a world founded, that we should be holy and blameless, now, when I was a young man and I read the Bible to try to do it, I would think, oh, my God, now I'm going to really get in trouble. I've got to be holy and blameless. And the only way you can get holy and blameless is to make your world so small you can control it. <laughs> but that's not holiness nor blamelessness. Because it isn't, it's in him, in him, we are being given holiness and blamelessness. So it's accepting the provision that's for us in Christ. Those are two benefits, two, two blessings. Holiness and blamelessness. Before him, before Papa, inside love. Now you see, we have to experience love, but to experience love, we have to believe. First John says, we have to, this is the love we've, we've, we've come to know and believe. So I believe. So I would. So we just. I'm chosen. Allow that to be s- settled in. I allow the idea that this was set in time before I even knew time existed. And I am now before the Father, holy and without blame, be inside of love. Can we do it? Again? Can we accept that for a moment? Yeah. Let's just try it. Let's try. It. It's just it, with the mouth, the heart speaks. So Lord, we thank you that we are. and you, sure, you uh, Lord, thank you that you chose us, we're in you. You chose us in Jesus. You chose us in Jesus. I'm chosen in Jesus. I'm chosen in Jesus. before time began. you already knew the day I would be saved and say yes to the choosing. praise you, and I am before you in holiness and blamelessness, and in before your very presence in love. Now let love flood your being. Let love flood your heart. The Holy Spirit pours love into our heart. Let it be. You see, oh, this will override the lies that are rising in our souls and screaming of unacceptance and no access. And you've got to prove it to to have it. And you've got to get out there and do it or it doesn't matter. And all of a sudden we're just I'm receiving what God the Father did to his son and what he did to his son when he raised him from the dead. The whole New Testament is about the resurrection results. Okay, ready? Third, next step. Next manifold blessing. Having, this is Father, having predestined us. Father predestined us. That means that your boundaries were set before you were born. You think, oh man, did I make a mess of my life? No, you're just learning who you are. you having, it's, a, it's, a, it's inside boundaries, trust me. Thank God. All right. How many of you just ran as hard as you could for hell and something stopped you? That's predestiny. That's God saying, no, you can go that far, but no more. It's like a dog sitting out on the lawn, it's just minding its own business, but has a propensity to chase cats. And, because its owner has no other ability to take care of the dog and protect the cats, he puts a collar on the dog and puts a chain and ties it to the the tree. The dog forgets that he's on a chain to a tree and he runs with all his might to get that and bam, he stopped. That's kind of boundaries that God can put in our place. Until one day, we don't need the boundaries, we don't need the law, we don't need the chain because we're not in pursuit of cats anymore. We don't need cats. We need Jesus. It's just, it's a delightful, you see, we are going to look like Jesus. We're going to fellowship with him. We're going to have an, we're going to learn his language. It's very, it's easy. He speaks Bible. But we're going to just, we're going to learn this. So it says, He God the Father predestined us to adoption, adoption. That's why when the born-again experience happens to any believer, the Spirit of God immediately floods that being, and he says, say this with me,
1: Abba, Abba,
0: Abba, 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 Abba. Because that's how we learn to speak, because we have to hear someone speak to us. So the Holy Spirit speaks to us, Abba. Romans 8, Abba, Father. That's the spirit of adoption. Abba, Abba, Abba. Not the spirit of slavery. Not the spirit of being threatened. Not the spirit you're going to get in trouble. if You're going to mess up. But that's not what he's after. He's after maturity and submission to the word. And he knows there's a whole life journey to learn that. But all the time, Abba, Father. Adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure, the good pleasure of his will. He, he he's pleased to do this. See this this started revolutionizing my life. It's just like dismantled most of my efforts in prayer because I was no longer having to pray to get any of that. I was just receiving it and going, I can't hard, I'm having a hard time just Accepting it, but it's true, so I'm going to receive it, and then it starts to find its way of manifestation inside me. And my soul now is submitting to it more and more readily. Going, yeah, I'm, I'm returning to this this place of rest. So there's a good pleasure of His will. We are predestined to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to Father Himself. Let's take a moment. Receive, oh Father. Oh, Father, thank you for the boundaries of life that you put in us to bring us to this adoption, acceptance of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. According to the good pleasure, you have the scripture in front, so you can use your mouth to speak it out in ways that it becomes yours. It doesn't have to be what I'm saying. It's not the passive receiving. It's the act of receiving. Ah, you're my son. Well, thank you for adoption. Thank you for adoption as sons. We're sons in Christ, in Jesus, by Jesus, in Jesus. We're sons, and we thank you for that. And it's according to your good pleasure of your will. Your good will is good pleasure do something wonderful. And now this is where the sentences get really long. <laughs> to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. We're not just adopted. We're not just beggars on the street, brought in, put into, you know, like Oliver Twist and sent out to make money for the master. We're not like that. We're brought in. I mean, we're brought in. And it's all good pleasure, and it's according to the praise of the glory of his grace. We're going to see next week that God's grace will be exalted to eons of time through the kindness he shows us. You see, what is dismantling when we're in the truth is religion and lies and traditions and self-efforts and pride. And I've got to do it myself because nobody else will do it for me. All of that just starts getting washed off with the water of the word. So the glory of his grace which he made us accepted in the beloved. The word accepted is used when the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and says, highly favored. That's what beloved accepted means, highly favored. Now again, I would find this difficult to say these things to me as the scripture spoke of me in Christ. Because my soul had a different narrative going on. And my soul was kind of, you know, but I just learned to say it anyway until my soul starts to agree with it now. It starts to wash. So, let's let's thank him for the praise of his glory. Praise. What a glorious grace you have been. You didn't just bring us in. You brought us all the way in acceptance, highly favored in the beloved. Highly favored. Favored in the beloved, highly favored in the beloved. I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Mm. Now, here's the key the reason this is so true is it's not you, and it's not me, and it's not we, it's He. All the love that God has is to the Son, and all the obedience of the Son is to His Father. And now we have accepted the resurrection of the Son, the testimony that God has given of His Son. And in that, we have now entered into the Son and we're being brought into a covenant that God the Father has made with God the Son, Jesus. That's why if we slip, we, we lose our place, we forget, we get in the flesh, it doesn't matter. As soon as we return... Our place is there. Our relationship is secured because our relationship is by grace. It's not. It's not. It's not originate. I'm not. This is not self-talk. This is not put on a positive mental attitude. Get optimistic. Act. Get hopeful. All that will run its course. We we all will find that we'll, the flesh and blood can't inherit the kingdom. So it, then he goes on in. Him. So now, this in Jesus, we have redemption through His blood. You see, salvation isn't is it happened at the at the acceptance of the truth. Redemption is a perpetual refining us wherever we get lost and whenever we need help. In Him, in Jesus, we have redemption through His blood. I'm not telling you this is what I hope it hope it will look like. This is what it looks like. I have read the Scripture. This Scripture is truth. Jesus said, Father, don't take them out of the world. They're not of this world, even as I'm not of this world. But I'm not asking you to take them out of this world. I'm asking you to keep them from the evil one. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. For this reason, I sanctify myself that they might be sanctified. Jesus submitted to the word of God. He accepted the word of God as truth. And the word of God as truth gave him the capacity to speak to the devil after 40 days of fasting and prayer, being tempted of the devil, and say, you, whatever you're asking, this is what I'm saying. It is written. Powerful. <sighs> Redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. So it's a perpetually receiving, accepting, enjoying. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. We don't even know that we've misstepped here, made a mistake there, oops, ah, because we're just walking in the light as we have the light. But if if we sin and we become aware of, oh, disconnect, then we just confess what the disconnect was, and he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that's what what this redemption's about. It's a perpetual continual redemption. And again when you practice these things, if you have a concordance in your phone, you just want to, you'll read these words and go, what in the world does redemption mean? I want to understand. So you just look it up. See, everything is about enlarging the, the capacity of the heart to see, the capacity of the heart to experience, the capacity of the heart to believe. You see, it's with the Heart, man believes, not the head. The head, man thinks, reasons, calculates, makes decisions. But it's the heart that believes. So you, we're feeding the heart. We're opening the heart with the truth, and the truth starts coming in, and it finds access, and it starts saying, "Let me paint a new picture of truth." Of, so, again, here we are. Riches of His grace. The riches of His grace. The abundance of. Now it says. Well, we got let's receive this for a moment because the next verse is coming. We have redemption. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Filled with the Holy Ghost I am. Praise you, praise you, praise you. You see, we're going to come into a whole new season of worship. When our mouth paints pictures of our beloved and accepts what he's accomplished and we rejoice in the sound of our voice, hearing his voice in our voice, learning his language. I've been redeemed. Then it goes on. Sentence isn't over. According to the riches of his grace, which, the grace, the riches of his grace, which he made to abound, which is like super abound. It's literally super abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Wisdom is the largeness of God, the big picture that he's operating in. And prudence is that active mental thinking, the thinking upon, the, the deep thoughts, the intentional, hmm, what is that? I mean, like, here's the question. What would that look like? If we take time to park, you have to say, you say, well, what would it feel like to have abundance of His grace, the riches of His grace, to abound. I want abundance of grace. I want abundance of this grace. And I want it to abound, and I want it to abound toward me, and I want it to affect me in the way I think, the decisions I'm making, and the thoughts I'm thinking. So, let's let that happen. Come on in. Lord, we just say we are receiving the abundance of this riches of grace that you can abound toward me in wisdom, and prudence. See, we're not, we're just receiving, that's all we're do, we're just receiving. That's what grace is for. Back to returning to the garden, back to the kingdom, where He is all supremacy, all sufficiency, all that we need. You can make this your prayer this week. I'd love, I'd love for it to be, it's just a declaration. Having made known. Now, this this rocked my world when I first discovered it. It changed all the troubles that I was currently in, fighting over, trying to just stop and and sort it out and make it go the way I thought it should. Because all of a sudden, he says, He made known, having made known to us the mystery of his will. Verse 9, please. Having made known to us the mystery of his will. Mystery of Christ: the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. The more I would read and meditate and let these truths come and find a way to ruminate inside my heart, I began to see that everything was decided before it was decided. Before I decided, it had been decided. Before I had tried to implement it, it had already been set in motion. And none of it was by my decision that initiated his decision. His decision was initiating my decision. So I'm going, whoa! The mystery of his will, that's according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. We think the devil's in charge. The dude has been stripped of all of his abilities. He just continues to fake us out, take us out threaten us out, intimidate us out. But he is not the one who's in charge. If, he had, if the rulers of this world had known what was happening, they would never have crucified the Lord. So, so here, here's this father. This is all father. I, I, I purpose something. I purpose something. I want, I want you to see the mystery of my will. I made it known. See, I have to accept the three, first three words, having made known. Then I have to accept the next two words, to us. And if it's not all of us together, I have to start with me, to me. You've made known to me the mystery of your will, which will then invoke a prayer. Father, oh Lord Father, I really do want to experience what the mystery of your will is. I do want to experience that. I really accept that you have made it known. I want to know it. It's according to your good pleasure. It's your purpose. And then here it is. And then we'll pray this. We'll put verse 10 together. Then, in that, in the dispensation of the fullness of time, this is like the culmination of the ages, the fullness of time, the dispensation of the fullness of the Kairos, he might gather, Father, God, might gather together in one. All things in Christ. Another word for gathered together in one would be to sum up. So here I am, just, I'm really struggling at this present time when I started praying this prayer. You know, kind of realizing I'm not getting success in changing things. <laughs> but I have to find, I have to live with the God who saved me. And I want to know him and live in a joyful victory, even if I can't change anything. So I'm kind of now accepting, I'm more in accepting mode of things that are not, you know, immediate change. The summing up of all things in to one, in Christ, all of a sudden I realized, well, hey, I'm in. I said, Father, if that's where I'm headed, I yield now. My life, my future, my family, my fame, my blame, my shame, I bring it all. I release it. I return it. I bring it to you. That's what produced a prayer that says, I bring all of me into all of you, and I worship. So, if I'm in Christ, my problems are in Christ. My children are in Christ. Anything that God's given me an assignment for is in him. So he says, it's a fullness of time. So the mystery of his will is that in the fullness of time, and we're heading to that fullness of time, that's why things are escalating. That's why you can't control things on the outside. That's why they're not going to control, but they're going to be totally submitted to the will of God, which is meaning everything is going rushing towards Christ, rushing toward him. And he says, he's going to pull it from heaven and from earth, and he's going to bring them all together, one, 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 into Christ. That'll change you. You won't be afraid. How can you be afraid when God is taking over everything in his son, calling everything unto himself, calling his thing, you know, the nations are your son, the end of the earth are your son, the rulers of the darkness may be coming up with strategies, have a laugh, son. And then we're in the son. So this dispensation of the fullness of time, he'll gather all things into one in Christ, in him, in him on earth, in heaven. So I would, I, would, I would allow everything. And I think this would help us if we stood up on this one. Because I feel like it's for, for, there's a whole lot of stuff that's running amok. And we're trying to chase it down. And we gonna, it's just time for it to be called back to the Lord. So Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for mystery of your will that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, we're in it, we're on it, we're closer than we've ever been toward it. Whether it's our individual life, our family calling, our inheritance of our future, or the summing up of all things, we're closer than we've ever been, come on. We declare that all things, all things, all things are going to be gathered together into one, one thing, one thing, all things, everything, circumstances, nations, peoples, times, trouble, into one in Christ, both in heaven and on earth. So, we give all our stuff and we release that grip on it and say, Father, it's yours in the Son. It's yours in the Son. Go ahead. It's just accepting it. And and you see, those children you're trying to worry into the kingdom, they get released into worship in the kingdom. That money that you're trying to worry into your bank account gets released to the provision of Christ. That health that you're trying to worry will you be alive in a couple years gets into worship of receiving the divine health of Jesus Christ. <sighs> Joy comes in the morning. Peace. You see, whatever we release, we receive him instead. Whatever we let go, we get Christ instead. Whatever we lose, we get Christ instead. Oh, you can live here for a while. And...
1: Whoa. Oh. Oh.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It's all yours. It's all yours. Always be yours. Forever yours. You pay for it. Forever, 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 forever. So this, Okay. All right. You may be seated. We're almost done. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to go slower than I thought it was because I don't even got to the prayer. But we'll finish this part and then we'll just start up next week or however the Lord leads. Oh, Lord. You would think that's enough. You would think, like, gosh, wow, pretty cool. What a gift. That's a good salvation story, then. I like that. But it, it, it doesn't stop there. It's not just to sum us all up into Christ, but it says, in him also, verse 11, we have obtained an inheritance. An inheritance. I thought I was only going to get what I got while I was here. No, you're not going to get anything. What you've got here, what you want, is not here anyway. I mean, that's a whole other place. Just you can you can evolve, you can journey into inheritance. But he says, in Him, we obtained, we've been given an inheritance. Okay, how do I get it? Am I good? Do I obey God's word perfectly? Do I not sin in my early days? How do, where did this heritage come from? Inheritance, is it my parents' inheritance? It says, being, and this is the strongest language he uses being predestined. The boundaries of my inheritance were set in place according to the purpose of him, him, my papa, who works all things, not some things, all things according to. To the counsel of his will. Wow. You see, it, it can't help but make you not be afraid. He's in charge of everything. And if I'm giving him permission and I'm not fighting with him and I'm submitting to his truth of his word, I start to feel that effect. whoa, 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 whoa. So you're not know, afraid if somebody steals your inheritance because they can't steal your inheritance because your inheritance was given to you and the Father in him and it was determined before time began and it's according to his will and I can't work to get a new inheritance. Everything in the kingdom works by inheritance and jurisdiction. And if you don't understand your inheritance or jurisdiction, you'll be working in someone else's and you won't even understand why it's not as fulfilling as it was for some of us. For more, many of us, we are yet to... Start enjoying God in a living room, sitting in your chair, kneeling at your bed, wherever you go to meet with Him, taking your scripture and sitting with him and going, oh gosh, I can't believe what you've done for me in Christ. I can't believe. And every time He speaks, you'll highlight it, you'll forget it over weeks and months and years, and he'll return again and go, "Oh, there it is again." And next thing, you know, you're just being satisfied. It's like little Helen comes to our prayer. And she's always coming and going, I I want to read a psalm to you today I was reading. And because she lives in psalms and reads it out loud, it's like you're hearing someone from, who has the capacity to communicate the essence of the psalm. It's just what you carry by receiving and practicing and going. And so, your inheritance, your inheritance. You don't have to be afraid. Your aunt, your uncle, your brother, your sister, your mother that's why when God said to me years ago, he said, I'm going to change jubilee, translate jubilee from a house of fear and competition to a house of love and completion," And I knew what he meant. The region is filled with competition. The state is highly competitive. Competition maybe breed uh, innovation, but it also breeds fear, and it's fueled by fear. And we t- and And he said, no, 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 no. You're going to be inside love and inside completeness. See, completion is in Christ. It's not added to. So he goes on and he says that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. The first who trusted, to the Jew first. But it's not just to the Jew. In him you also, Gentiles, trusted. After you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, beloved, this, I am so enamored by this. This is my salvation. In whom also, having believed in him, in Jesus, I believe in Jesus, I come into Jesus, I believe into Jesus, I'm experiencing everything in Jesus, I'm rece- having believed in him, you were sealed. Whew. Sealed. Whew. Holy Spirit of promise. Of course, he's called the Holy Spirit of promise because talk, We're talking about hope here, the future, what is yet to be seen in our naked eyes. Romans 8, we're, the hope that we're saved in that is not yet seen. In whom, having believed, we were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee, the earnest payment, the down payment. He put us in escrow until the redemption of the purchased possession, which literally means to the acquisition, to the full acquisition of us, to the praise of his glory. We're going to end here because this is so good. I'm not just saved out of sin, and I'm not just redeemed out of my mistakes. I have an eternal inheritance. And when the body of living Jesus, member to member, heart to heart, begin to proceed and go say, you know, I'm going to go go investigate and experience and accept and Allow that to impact my heart, you will see so much conflict starting to fall off your life and the wives that begin to disengage. Why would we fight for anything when we've been given everything? Why do we care if we lose everything when God will take care of whatever we need? The truths that are in the scripture are not just the ones we can believe right now. They're all there. They start emerging. So let's stand together. You've been so patient. Lord, I love you so much. Would you join me? Just to, we're going to close with this and those last two verses. But Lord, we just worship you. Can you just thank Him? This is what Father provided for us in the Son. This is the totality of salvation and redemption and inheritance. This is what the Hebrews talks about: the eternal salvation, the eternal redemption, the eternal inheritance. This is who we are in Christ. This has all been given to us in Christ. We're not allotted it. When we mature, we only begin to enjoy it as we mature because we move from the light, sight to faith, and believe what we can't see and experience what is unseen. So just, Lord, we thank you. We thank you that in Christ we have received an inheritance Being predestined according to the purpose of our Father who works all things according to the counsel of His will. We have an inheritance. I have an inheritance. You can be poor as dirt, but you've got an inheritance. You can be as rich as anybody, but you've got an inheritance. The one that matters, the one reserved in heaven. I've got an inheritance. Don't have to be afraid. It's been allotted for me. Set in order before time began. It's according to Papa's for purpose and his will and his counsel. Hallelujah. And it exudes trust. When I started loving living in these words, I started trusting like I couldn't trust before. I started recognizing trust is the praise of glory. Trust is the human response to the acceptance of the glory of God's provision in the Son. And it exudes trust. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. It's gonna turn out right. God's mercy is gonna show up. He's gonna do something so wonderful that we're gonna shout hallelujah. We're gonna remember his mercy.
1: Hallelujah. 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 Whoa. Your name is everything I need, I lift high in the name of Christ Jesus. I this name. is who we are. Oh, my King, lift me up. I live up. Lift Christ Jesus Lift your name. Lift name, I need, I live Lift me up. Lift me live Lift name, up. Lift in up. name me Lift me in Lift name, in name Just cheese.
0: time I want to release the blessing of this. Heavenly Father, we ask you, you're the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ to unlock and unfold and communicate by spirit the the every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. We ask you to allow us to know the foreordained before time began place we hold inside love, holy and blameless inside Christ. We rejoice at the idea and the experience of predestined adoption that we accepted when you called us and we believed in your resurrection of your son. We were adopted into the beloved according to the riches of your grace. We thank you. We've been adopted forever into the beloved. We thank you. We ask that our eyes could be opened to know this this redemption, this ongoing blood washing, cleansing, and, and impacting relationship of forgiveness. And this wisdom, this, this grace that manifolds and goes into wisdom and prudence and unlocks an understanding of the mystery of your will and summing up all things, all things, all things, all things. All things. All things, all things, all things, not some, all things. They're all coming to Jesus now. It's time, all things. Not only that, we got an inheritance. We got an inheritance in him. Christ, according to Papa's purpose, can't be lost, can't be stolen, isn't in competition. It's completion in Christ, perfection, resurrection. We worship you. Lord, I pray that the blessing that you've given me whatever transferableness there is, I would pray an anointing spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, God the Father, would come rushing into every one of us. The eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that we would know what is the hope of your calling us, and what is surpassing the the riches of the glory of your inheritance in in us as saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe According to the working of your mighty power which you worked in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand at the uh, uh, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and made him to be the head of all things. Put everything else under your feet and made yourself to be the head of the church, your body, and we're your body. Lord, illumination, relevation, inspiration, Spirit of God coming as we pray through the week. The Lord would say, if, if you'll take the time as the Lord leads you to pray or look into these and ponder and meditate, there will be a rapid revelation given to those who are hungry. Because this is, this is where we're all turned into. This is, will be all our faith. This will be all our vision at one point because we're all being conformed to that image but the Lord says, there's a grace. And he just said, I'll give grace to anyone who'll spend the time meditating these truths, personally receiving them as their truths for me in Christ. I will unlock, and I will liberate, and I will disband foes that have been particularly mutant, uh, uh, menacing, 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 medicine menacing, 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 Medi, uh, bothering. <laughs> the bothering, bothering. Yes, and I'll disband them. You won't. Some of them, they'll be gone, and others you won't notice them anymore. I'll filter the things that are important that I don't want are in your life. I'll take them out, and if things I need to have in your life to take you to my son, I'll leave there. But they won't bother you as soon as you get to my son. Then I'll move them again. There's a grace. I'm just telling you, this is riches of grace, abundance of grace, To the praise of the glory of His grace. So if you'll take that grace, if you say, Lord, I'm going to accept that and go in there. I'm going to spend the time. I want to encounter you here. I want to learn you. I want to experience you. Then get ready. Be prepared. Grace is there. Grace is there. Grace will be there. Grace will be there this week in a glorious fashion. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bless you. Thank you, guys. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you.